We talked about Trenton Borgay on yesterday's edition of the podcast, so we got to talk about Drew Pine on today's edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. A shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. And if you haven't already, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Okay. We are still talking quarterbacks, and I'll, I'll go ahead and lead it off the top of the show. I am predicting the stats for these quarterbacks as if they are starting all season long, 12 games, 13 games, whatever it is. This is in a situation where they are healthy and they are not benched. I'm not predicting all of these quarterbacks together. Similarly, how when I was predicting stats for the receivers, it wasn't necessarily saying that we were going to have everybody with seven, 800 yards. It was more me saying these are best cases or worst case. Here's a prediction. If this scenario lays out, that's what this is. This is not saying that Trenton Borgay, Jaden Rashada and Drew Pine are going to combine for 9,000 passing yards. That's not what we're doing here. So now that that is established, Yesterday, we talked Trenton Borgay, how he's returning for the team, and how this could possibly be a magical senior season for him. We turn to Drew Pine now. Pine, the transfer from Notre Dame, the guy who helped turn the Fighting Irish's season around after they had started out atrocious, including a loss to Marshall in South Bend. Like, this was a team that needed direction. And when Drew Pine took over, they got that direction. He was a very good quarterback for them a year ago. Nothing eye-popping. You look at his stats. He had thrown for just over 2,000 yards with 2,021. 22 touchdowns against six interceptions while completing 64.6% of his pass attempts. But he only threw the ball 254 times. So small sample size. He definitely made the most of his opportunities, but not somebody that's lighting up the box score. And you will see that represented here as well for the rushing yards nothing crazy 108 rushing yards on 47 carries two touchdowns he was sacked 15 times so I would imagine he was probably in that 150 range on 32 carries something like that so all in all a very solid quarterback nothing too crazy I would say now predicting his stats this is where we're gonna have some fun so just like yesterday, we'll talk about the yards first, the touchdowns and interceptions second, any rushing stats last, and then overall thoughts. So looking at what he did last year, comparing it to what he can do this year, he's got some great weapons on this team right now. And that's not to short the Fighting Irish for what they had last year, because obviously they had Michael Mayer, who was one of the best tight ends in the country. Outside of him, though, they didn't have a receiver finish with over 400 yards. They had two really good running backs last year. And yeah, like it, it was an offense that really didn't need 
a lot out of Drew Pine. They really just needed him to manage the games. He was able to do that, and he still made the most of those opportunities. So as far as what I'm predicting here, I think it's going to be a similar situation. I think my best-case scenario here for Drew Pine is probably about 2,800 yards, maybe 2,700. Um, you know what? I will – yeah, I'll stay pat. I'll stay pat at 28. I think 2,800 is probably best-case scenario for Pine. I just don't see him as a guy who's going to light up the box score in terms of the passing yards numbers. You know, this isn't the Big 12 where you're just throwing all over the place. And Drew Pine, with no offense, is not some high-flying kind of uh, producer. Like, could he be? Sure, of course he could be. But from what we've seen, he's not the guy who's going to throw for 4,000 or more yards. It would be difficult to pass for 3,000 yards when you just consider the the offense that you're looking at. I mean, that's what I predicted yesterday for Trenton Bourget was a little less than uh, 3,000 passing yards, or I might have put it right on the nose. But that would be a great, great season for Drew Pine, would be that 2,800 yards. That's 800 more yards than he threw last year. And last year, he had started the vast majority of the game. So... If Pine put that together, that'd be a great season. Now, worst case scenario, I think I'd go right about 2,000 yards for him, just about what he did last year. I don't know that I would see too much of that changing compared to what he did a year ago with lesser weapons. I'm, I'm tempted to go a little bit higher, but I think I will go his worst case or his floor would be what he did last year, just about 2,000 yards. It'd be very disappointing when you look at Jalen Conyers and Elijah Badger by themselves could combine for 2,000 yards. So it would be a bummer to see that come to fruition. But, you know, it is a situation that we might see. My final prediction for his passing yards is going to be 2,500. feel pretty confident with that. It's right in the middle. Between that 28 and 2,000, that's a little more on the higher end even. And again, with all these weapons that he has, not throwing for like 2,200 would be a disappointment. I think 2,200 you're pretty happy with. Like obviously it's not great, but you also have to remember that this is a team that is going through a lot of offensive adjustments right now, and they're going to need some time to be able to get everything back on track. So I understand that like 2,500 is not a lot of passing yards. Totally get that. But you got to take into context what's going on with this team, what's going on with the offense, everything else that's involved. There's so many moving parts and factors that are going to come into play here. We can't just assume that everything is going to be hunky-dory on this offense. This is going to be a bit of a transition. No matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Trenton Bourget or Drew Pine, or Jaden Rashada, or Jacob Conover, whatever it ends up being. There's just a lot of transition that's going on. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, but that's how I feel about the passing yards there. Guys, if you have not already, you need to go ahead and take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, 
and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. Make sure you tune in tomorrow as we talk about everybody's favorite freshman, Jaden Rashada. You won't want to miss it as we break down his stats. Let's get into touchdowns, interceptions. Want to lead off this once again. This is not necessarily me saying that the best case scenario for the interceptions has to go with the best case scenario for touchdowns. You could mix and match these. I'm not saying that this wouldn't be like you take the the best case scenario for touchdowns. You can combine it with the worst case scenario. It's up to you. They're separate, but I'm going over them at the same time. So talking touchdowns, absolute best case I can see is probably 22. Doing what he did last year, just spreading it out a little bit more. There's just too many weapons here to not be able to score touchdowns. And last year, Drew Pine showed that he can score touchdowns even if it comes at the expense of the yards. He was averaging a touchdown less than every 100 yards he threw. That's outstanding. That kind of production that you do is really, really good. If he can do something similar at Arizona State, you would be so, so beyond happy with that. If he's able to just manage games and be able to score the touchdowns, you know, convert in the red zone, maybe maybe Cameron Scadaboo goes off and has a all Pac-12 kind of season for you in the backfield. And then Drew Pine is able to get close to a thousand yard year out of Elijah Badger. And he helps Jalen Conyers tune it, uh, turn in a career season. Like you're just looking for him to be as consistent, as steady and as reliable as possible. Scoring 22 touchdowns would be exactly that. Now on a low side, I'm going with 13 here. Now, I'm curious, because this is playing devil's advocate, playing Sun Devil advocate, if you will. Flip side of the coin. Is Drew Pine like a pro like not a product? Is is what he did last year going to be sustainable? A touchdown with less than a hundred yards in between is pretty crazy. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that twice. I also don't know if he's going to transition to this offense perfectly in year one. I also don't know if this offense is going to be good in year one. Sure, I've been talking about it all offseason long, how excited I am. At the end of the day, we're not guaranteed anything. This could be a really bad offense. And depending on what's going on with the play calling, with the pass catchers, and with the quarterbacks, this might not equate to touchdowns. Remember, Jaden Daniels 
best season came as a freshman. He only threw 17 touchdowns. Arizona State has not thrown 20 touchdowns in a season in a long, long time. And there's no guarantees that any of the starting quarterbacks are going to do the same. So 13 is probably the lowest I would go. I feel like that's really low too. There was a part of me that wanted to go a little higher, but I think 13 would be a crazy year for him. My final prediction, I'm going to go with 20. I think he's a little less than what he had last year. I think he's more passing yards, less touchdowns, but he's overall very consistent for the team if he is the starter for the entirety of the year. 20 touchdowns I feel pretty good about, especially because Jalen Conyers is going to catch close to close to 10. You spread it out amongst the rest of the guys, you feel pretty good about what you got. As far as interceptions go, I think the best case scenario is he only throws six interceptions. I think the worst case is he's probably a one-to-one guy, a 13 interception season. And my prediction, I'm going to go with eight. I think in a absolute best case scenario, he would be 22 touchdowns to six interceptions. That's almost four touchdowns per pick. In a worst case scenario, 13 to 13. So one to one. And then my overall prediction is 20 to eight. So that's about two and a half. Actually, it's spot on two and a half touchdowns per interception. But again, you can mix and match those. You could say that he has 22 touchdowns against 13 interceptions. You could say 13 to six. Like, you, I'm not necessarily like saying that these have to be the best case scenarios across the board. You can mix and match all these stats, whatever you guys think. But that's kind of what I feel here for the interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over a lot last year. For the most part, he was very safe with the ball, only six interceptions, which is why I'm thinking in a best case scenario, he's able to replicate that. Same with the touchdowns too. If he had another 22 to six season, you would be thrilled with that if you had a 13 to 13 you got to start looking outward at that point start looking at transfers or looking forward to the Jaden Rashada era era my 20 to 8 prediction if he plays the whole year again you would be happy with that especially when you consider the Sun Devils haven't had a 20 touchdown passing quarterback in a long long time you just kind of learn to pick your battles guys and understand that this is going to be a year of transition 20 touchdowns to eight interceptions would be a great best case scenario here. One more time. Thank you guys for tuning in wherever you get your podcast, hit like subscribe and turn on notifications and make sure you tune in to tomorrow. As we talk about everybody's favorite freshman, Jaden Rashada and predict his stats. You guys won't want to miss it. It's going to be a fun one. All right, let's talk some rushing stats, overall stats and my final thoughts on Drew Pine rushing yards similar to Borgay. This is not going to be crazy. I'm going to totally be upfront with you right now about that. He had 108 last year on 47 carries. He was sacked uh, 15 times and I'm going to pull up the sack yards here. So he lost 80 yards on those sacks. So he would have been at 188 carries on or geez. 32 carries for 188 yards. So, you know, almost six yards a carry. Very quality when he's able to take off. I still don't know that I see him really, like, becoming this dynamic dual threat, in at least in his first year. Like, who knows? Maybe this is the next Kenny Pickett kind of thing. but Or Bo Nix, like everybody's relating him to. But we'll talk about that in just a minute. 
I don't know that I see him being some terror on the ground. I think the best case scenario here would be about 200 yards. So, you know, what he did last year, essentially. like, But this would also include sack yards, I guess. I don't know. And three touchdowns. He scored uh, two last year. Maybe he's able to get in there an extra time. In the low, exactly like Borgay. Zero touchdowns, zero rushing yards. This would be a situation where he's just sacked a lot and it takes away from anything that he's able to do on the ground. The offensive line could give up a lot of sacks. Maybe he steps in the sacks. Maybe he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage a lot. I don't know. But the worst case scenario is definitely zero. Just like Borgay, I'm not I'm not predicting negative yards for anyone. Just not going to do that. I think that's silly to try and predict that. My overall prediction, I'm going to say just about what he did last year. I'm going to go with 150 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground is my prediction. I here Here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's able to not get sacked very much. I wouldn't be surprised if his rushing numbers were around that 200 or maybe even flirting with that 300 yard mark because he can he can move. He is a mobile quarterback. I'm just not willing to bet on him being that dual threat option that defenses have to respect. He's going to get those plays that break down and he's going to be able to take off, which is why I feel more comfortable with the lower end of the spectrum here, both for my prediction and for my best case scenario. Overall, the stats here. Best case scenario, 2,800 passing yards, 22 touchdowns against six interceptions, 200 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. That is top six in the Pac-12, maybe just outside of it. Worst case scenario, 2,000 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, 13 picks, nothing on the ground. That is a one and done. You are moving on to the next guy. Final prediction, 2,500 passing yards, 20 touchdowns to eight interceptions, 150 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, you take it. To me, that shows progress for this team in year one. And this also leaves the door open to you keeping Pine around. Like if, God forbid, Jaden Rashada and Jacob Conover aren't able to show anything in their freshman year or at camp or even during spring practice next year, if they just don't look good, they don't look like they're ready for college. This kind of season would at least give you the confidence to say, well, maybe he can build upon it. Maybe he can be better in 2024. Maybe this is the guy that Kenny Dillingham is comfortable with leading this team moving forward. That's what you're happy with for my prediction is, yes, I understand. It's it's nothing crazy. It's less than 2,700 yards between passing and, and uh, rushing. It's 22 touchdowns. I get it. It's not killer, but it would be really, really rock solid for the team, and he would take it. Now, what I did want to bring up is people want to compare him to Bo Nix, and I think that initially I was kind of caught in that as well, was kind of wanting to compare the two, but it's also really important to note that Bo Nix is a physical specimen, first of all. The dude is 6'2", 213, compared to Pine is 5'11", 198. There's already a significant difference there. 
But Bo Nix also has a really strong arm. Pine is adequate. It's good enough. Nix can sling that thing down the field. Nix is also a dual threat quarterback. That is a quarterback that you have to respect his ability to break out of the pocket compared to Pine as a mobile quarterback who can do something when the play breaks down. So comparing those two isn't fair. The reason why people compare them is because Bo Nix was a transfer quarterback who got to work with Kenny Dillingham and turned in a Heisman Trophy kind of season. But it's also worth noting he already had experience with Kenny Dillingham down at Auburn. Kenny Dillingham was one of the offensive assistants there. So there was already established chemistry. Kenny Dillingham is going to be able to work with Drew Pine. And it is worth noting, this was Kenny Dillingham's dude. He went after him in the transfer portal. He made him the guy. And initially, it was thought that was your starting quarterback when you pulled him in. This was prior to Jaden Rashada committing to the program. So there is reason to believe and connect dots here that Drew Pine can be a starting quarterback for the team and a very good quarterback for the team. Kenny Dillingham's system is quarterback friendly. He was able to get a lot out of the guys that he's worked with both here and down in uh, Tallahassee for Florida State where Jordan Travis was able to have some success before he de- before uh, Dillingham departed. He was able to help start getting him on track as well. He makes friendly offenses that help quarterbacks be able to develop. And Drew Pine could be another beneficiary of that. Drew Pine could be a very, very good quarterback in this system. We'll wait and see, though. As far as comparing him to Bo Nix goes, probably need to stop that. I don't know that I can do that. Even from a statistical standpoint, I mean, he threw for almost 3,600 yards and rushed for over 500 with 43 touchdowns. Drew Pine is just not doing that. And if he is, oh my God, you'd go insane. I would eat my hat if Drew Pine turned in that kind of season. That's seriously a Heisman kind of year. And Arizona State is probably winning eight or nine games if Drew Pine does that. So we're here for it, but I'm not predicting it. What are you predicting for Drew Pine stats? What do you think he's going to do in year one? Is this the answer at the quarterback position through the transfer portal? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Or, you know, you can hit me up on Twitter as well at RichieBrats36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Levels. That's going to wrap it up for us here today on the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember to hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications where uh, wherever you're getting your podcast. We're all done today. We'll come back tomorrow and talk Jaden Rashada and predict his stats. Until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun